And I felt that really the starting point actually was shining Christ. The starting point was the last part of our vision uh, statement. So this morning I want to uh, rummage around a little bit in Luke 10. I want to bounce off Luke 10. I want to see what God wants us to, wants to say to us uh, through this passage as it um, might uh, teach us how it is that we are to shine Christ as a church and as individuals. So the words will be up on the screen uh, quite a bit um, because I need to uh, both read uh, the passage but also to, as I say, rummage around those words to see what they might uh, mean for us uh, in this place today. So this is Luke 10. It's, it's the story, uh, the account of Jesus sending out 72 others. It begins, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Now, the first thing that I uh, just make sense. The first thing to notice uh, about this is that the Lord appointed 72 others. The word others indicates that there are that Jesus sent out another group of people. And in Luke 9 we find that he sent out the 12, the inner circle of his disciples in, exact, in the exact same fashion. So these are people who were not part of the inner circle around Jesus, but actually were part of the wider discipleship group that were following him. Note that the Lord appointed them. And I want you to hear that um, this morning as the Lord appointing us to go. I don't know about you, but every time I read the scriptures, particularly the Gospels, and I hear Jesus speaking to the disciples and giving commands to the disciples and explaining things to them, I think Jesus is talking to me. Because I'm a follower of his, just like you are. And so this morning I would like uh, and pray that hope that we would hear this word as a word to us. Not as something that happened um, 2,000 years ago, amongst a group of men who lived and worked with Jesus. But it's for us. The Lord has appointed us. I hope we might understand that as a reality for our own lives to go. The Lord has appointed 72 others. He's appointed us and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. I have a sense that this little sentence that is just there is something that Barry will want to uh, focus more uh, purposefully upon next week. But I find in, that, in those few words there some sense of hope and some sense of joy that wherever Jesus sends us, he is already going there or is already there. Um, and uh, it's really important to understand that if God sends us somewhere, that he's actually right in it. He's right there in it. And so, if the Lord has appointed us to go uh, out, uh, we have, can go out with the confidence that he is already there. Thanks, Roger. We'll pass it on the next little part. He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. 
ask for the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Just pause a little minute there. Again, this uh, statement uh, that Jesus made to his disciples is something that we can be encouraged by and to hear with great joy. Because the fact is that Jesus promises a harvest. He promises a harvest to me and promises a harvest to you for the kingdom. And uh, if we are living out our lives in a way that God wants us to live them out, then surely it is about the harvest that is being brought in uh, for him. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Again, I thank uh, Andrew for the way that he prayed this morning because I had the sense that it was about being sent out into the harvest field that God has already uh, planted and made ripe, ready for the harvest. We have a very strong sense um, as leaders in your church um, that the harvest really is ripe, ready to be brought in. I'm an old farmer. I understand the idea of a crop being planted and it growing with green shoots and then of it ripening and being ready for harvest. That's what I used to do back in the day. Bring in the wheat uh, when it was just the right moment. We have an understanding in this place, both for Perifield Gardens United Church but also for um, Freedom United Church, that the harvest, the promise of the harvest, is right there for the taking. And God is actually calling us to be workers in his harvest field. Go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. So just another verse, please, Roger. Do not take purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. It's like in the old game of uh, Monopoly. Go to jail, do not pass go. <laughs> it's not quite like that, is it really? But anyway, that's what I thought of. Um, don't be distracted by anything. Just go to where God is calling you to go. Don't be afraid. Um, don't, don't go to the side, left or the right, but go straight where I'm calling you to go. I think we're pretty good at um, uh, finding ways of just being diverted off track a little bit. One of the things that uh, happened this week was that the, uh, the um, I'm going to say leaders, but uh, the staff is what I really want to say. The staff of our church, that's myself and Paula and Barry and uh, Nathan and Melissa and Amy met in retreat um, uh, for a whole day. And we prayed together and worked together over many things. And we uh, considered why it is that things weren't happening as quickly as we would like, as, as we were expecting. We tried to discern with the help of God what it was that was holding us back. I think in some cases we are very capable of just taking those side paths and forgetting where we're going. And in the case of freedom, we discern that there is something of our past in the church that has been holding us back. We've been praying, we prayed 
that day and continue to pray that God will annul that past, make it as nothing for us, that God will take away the influence of the past as we move forward into the future. So it's really important that if God says go, then we go straight there. Don't turn to the right or the left, but go where he is calling us and where he is working. This next part of the narrative in Luke 10 is about finding a welcome in those places where we go. So when you enter a house, uh, says Jesus, say, peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Do you see there that there's a way of actually understanding what God is doing in a household and a person's life? And we've spoken about this before, about this before in this place. A very quick and effective way of understanding where God is at work in someone's life is to offer to pray for them. And you will know where God is in their life by their response to that offer. It's a bit like in here, Jesus said, just declare peace to this house. If this house is ready and welcoming for you, stay there. And you'll know that by the way your peace, your prayer, your declaration of peace is received. We move on just another verse. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. Next. When you enter a town and are welcome, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there to tell them. Sorry, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. And so here we've here we find, I think, the centre of this passage about shining Christ. Those words might actually lead us uh, into a false effort. And this morning, the last thing I want to do is to take you into a zone of could have, would have, should have, order. Um, but the last thing I want to do is to um, make you think that you have to be better than what you are have to do something about yourself to raise yourself up to be the kind of person that God can use. Um, if you are thinking that, then let me look you in the eye and say, that's a lie. It's not true. And certainly from this place in front of you this morning, I don't want to um, even suggest or even, that you have to do something other than to hear God's word and follow that. This is not about being a better person. It's about being willing to be used by Jesus for the glory of God, for the sake of the freedom and release of other people. I think that's what it means to be one who shines Jesus, who shines Christ. How are you going with that? Does that make some sense? You see, Jesus said, off you go. Find a welcome. When you find that welcome, 
Let those people serve you, be part of who they are, and on top of that, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. If I was to describe the heart of what we're trying to do at Freedom, I would say there it is right there. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. I've been saying it's hard to make changes. And I've spoken these words in other churches and found that um, it's not found a very happy place in people's lives because it involves change. It involves changing the way we are, the kind of attitude we have to the world around us and the people around us. I just want to let us this morning dwell um, carefully in these words. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. I find that beautiful. Um, if I am in a place where God has sent me, um, the kingdom has come near because I, a person of faith in Jesus Christ, has gone to be part of someone else's life. The kingdom of God has come near because faith has come near. But more, I guess, um, it's really important to understand that our job um, as Christians, our job as members of this church, our job as members uh, of the Freedom Uniting Church core team is actually to see the power of God work in people's lives, to understand that God is in the habit of releasing people from their uh, frailties, from their difficulties in life, from their sadness in life, from their guilt in life. Uh, God is in the habit of giving freedom to worship Him and live for Him. That's it. That's what our job is. And so, our prayer ought always that we would be sent into the heart of Spirit to do this work. Bringing those in who are afraid, who are lonely, who are lost in their living, who are afraid and fearful, those who find themselves caught up in strongholds, those who know that they are just not living as God wants them to. It's our job to be there, to bring to bear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, to bring to bear our own faith upon that situation, to know and see that God can change lives. I see some photo Thank you. Let's just move on. But when you enter a town and are not welcome, uh, so just by the way, this next uh, passage is just a little bit negative. It, rather strong. I hope to be able to just um, bring out to you what I believe Jesus is saying. So when you enter a town and are not welcome, go into the streets and say, even the dust of your town, we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Um, it's pretty harsh, isn't it? But I think it's uh, important for us today as we think about what it is to go to those um, whom God calls us to, it's quite possible that we might not find that welcome. Um, and Jesus is really saying, if you don't find that welcome, then leave that place. 
if you do find a welcome, then you have an opportunity to bring people into the fullness of new life in Him. If you don't find that welcome, then those people remain under judgment. That's the reality of life as we know it. Yeah, be sure, be sure of this. Uh, say this: the kingdom of God has come near. Even though your message is rejected, it's important to say the kingdom of God has come near. We move on. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. More. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that uh, were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. Now you might wonder about those words, um, the towns that are mentioned there. I looked up uh, those towns uh, in, in the back on my map, and I find that at Chorazin, that's the place where the Sermon on the Mount was declared, was proclaimed, in Capernaum, which comes a little bit later, I think, in this uh, uh, narrative, uh, was where Jesus healed the centurion's servant. Uh, he healed a paralytic, where Peter's mother-in-law was healed of the flu, uh, where he restores Jairus' daughter to life. And uh, Bethsaida is the place where he healed the blind man and fed the 5,000. If those miracles had been, and you might uh, know probably that Tyre and Sidon, those, sorry, those towns, Chorazin and Bethsaida, and um, Capernaum uh, are all towns inside the um, Israel, uh, but the towns Tyre and Sidon are outside. So we find there um, Jesus, um, I suppose, intimating that actually those who are outside are those who are probably most likely to receive the fullness of the uh, ministry of the gospel. They would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. Thanks, Roger. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on that at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted to the heavens? No. You will go down to Hades, the place of the dead. That's just a continuation of that whole sense of insiders and outsiders. The insiders were not listening. Are you listening today as an insider? And the outsiders, who know uh, nothing excepting what they've told um, and what they experience through the ministry of those of faith. We'll just move on a little bit further. So this is important for us today. Whoever listens to you, listens to me. Do you understand? That is part of the dynamic of your life. Whoever listens to you, uh, listens to Jesus. Whoever rejects me, whoever, sorry, whoever, whoever rejects you, rejects me. And whoever rejects me, rejects him who sinned. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I'll just pause there and um, highlight the fact that when we go out, um, it's not a neutral zone. It's a war zone. We go out to proclaim Jesus. 
we go out to minister in the power of the Holy Spirit, there's an enemy at work amongst us. Um, and so we need to be aware of that. I've given you authority, uh, by the way, just don't take these words coming up uh, in, as literal for you. I've given you authority to trample on snakes. Don't go out and trample on a snake, please. Uh, or a scorpion. But Jesus says, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Jesus is actually talking there about the power of the evil one of Satan to harm us. And using those uh, creatures uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the creation who are able to harm us quite dramatically and saying, um, even though the spirits, spiritual bodies uh, are able to harm us, we have power over them. Nothing of what they can do will harm us. We move on. However, do not rejoice that, your spirit, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At Freedom, we are wanting to begin something new. We want to lose um, the influences of the past. Um, we want to be able to start afresh in a new place, which is about starting off in a place where we understand that our calling, that we have been appointed to go and to minister in the power of the Holy Spirit and to see lives changed, see lives restored, see lives made new and fresh. That's it. I believe that's at the heart of this church as well, this congregation. It's certainly in the hearts of your leaders that this is the kind of church that we should be. Would you join with me now as I just simply offer a prayer asking God to send workers into the house? So let us pray. Dear loving God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the promise that we've seen this morning that, Lord, there is a harvest field. But, Father, wherever you call us, uh, you are already there. And, Lord, we find, well, Lord, I find myself in this place this morning wanting to be part of that harvest team. And, Lord, I ask for all of us here today that you would raise in us that desire, that urgency to become part of what you're doing in our world. And so it is all that we pray together that you would send workers into the harvest field, Lord, send us, that we might shine Christ, that we might indeed, Lord, uh, see lives changed through the ministry of your Holy Spirit in people's lives. So Lord Jesus, come we pray, send us, send others. We ask it in Jesus' name.